Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. And I'm your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO, Espinosa. And I want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, November, shit, it's November, and uh, we are having a heat wave in San Diego, San Diego, California, where we are transmitting live to you and to every part of the world. I don't know if they're watching us in the moon, but maybe if they are, they're going to be like, what the hell is going on in the United States of North America? Yeah, crazy times, crazy times that we're having in, in the USA. But guess what? It has not affected my life nor my family life up to this point. So I guess that by boning, nothing happened. <laughs> to tell you the truth, nothing happened. So let's see what happens. Let's see what goes on. Let's see how this pans out. Uh, so this shit only happened in in other countries, not in the US, but um, well, we're so young as a country that uh, we're still learning. We are still learning. So how's your week been? I can't believe it's Thursday already. It's time is flying so fast. Three weeks and it's Thanksgiving. Yes, three weeks and it's Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Here in the US. Well, let's dive right into today's topic and continuing with this week's series of protecting your assets. Today, we're going to tackle or tie to differentiate different types of risks and how you can protect your business. Uh, it, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I had um, uh, we actually had the opportunity to uh, record a business documentary that they're preparing for us for Invictus Advisors, and it was very interesting because it actually made me think a lot about our business, how Invictus Advisors was great, and how many hurdles we've had had to jump. And at the same time, you actually, it actually made me think about, shit, this could have gone this way with the risks. This could have gone this other way if I shouldn't, if I would not have protected this company, our company for this risk. But at the same time, it actually made me think a lot about the examples that I gave through the through the exercise of the interview and i was thinking like holy crap if this would have gone this way or if we would have not protected our client this way they could have caused bankruptcy or they could have caused a humongous lawsuit for them and most business owners we don't we don't measure the risks that we are in or that we can get in because we're so 
we're so convoluted. We're so focused on what's next. What's next in my plate? What next can I do? What else is I'm going to do? And, and you don't measure the risks that you would encounter or you can encounter when you are not doing things or when you are doing things because you are exposed because you are not doing things and because you do things right but at the same time business owners cannot and i and i cannot stretch this far enough you cannot live your business life fearful of what it's going to happen fearful of oh this is going to happen if i then i'm not gonna do it but if i do it i'm gonna get this just remember the saying that the bigger the risk the bigger the return now the reason we're holding this week series of business risks and protecting your assets it's because of that if you protect yourself you can be more open and more loose when it comes to risks you can take more risks in your business if you have protection remember the the onion layer and layer and layers and layers and layers oh remember the the uh, millennial falcon the shield around it that's asset protection that's protecting your personal assets that's protecting your business assets that's protecting even the intangible assets whatever you don't see that's part of the protection so as business owners our companies face business risks every single day every single moment every single second every single decision that you make in your business has a risk implied and those risks depend on the industry that you're in as well for example the risk of being in the restaurant industry it's extremely high than the accounting industry in certain ways each industry has its own risks okay although any factor that reduces a company's operational efficiency or its ability to reach its financial goal is a business risk it's helpful to categorize them when developing a risk management strategy. And today we are going to explain five different risk types and how to protect your business and personal finances from this risk. Okay. So every time you prepare a business plan, it would be interesting if you also measure the risks. For example, you open a restaurant and you find a extremely great location for your restaurant but it's surrounded by trees and the risk of fire it's really high so guess what measure that risk if you know it measure it value like hey if I pay, I'm paying a thousand, five thousand dollars less in rent a month if I stay here versus going to the front street. I'm going to pay five thousand dollars more 
this is a great location. My fire insurance would be $2,000, $3,000, more. Value it. Pondered. Analyze it. That's the best way to do. That's the best thing to do. So let's talk about the first risk, which is human factor. Ooh, human factor is pretty much a very interesting risk. Personal issues may possess operational challenges. My mom is sick. I can't go to work. Oh, um, I don't want to work. Let me call in sick. Um, I ate some last night and it didn't settle well with me, so I cannot go to work. Um, I just don't feel like it. Staff who becomes ill or injured and as a result are unable to work can decrease productivity. Additionally, human resources itself has big liability and risk in your business. Human resources, it's not a set it and forget it department. Human resources, it's a hands-on day-to-day. You have to be there. You have to be present. You have to be aware. You have to be fully attentive to what's going on in the company. It's not set it and forget it department. Payroll could be a set it and forget it. Nevertheless, you have to check and review time sheets from your employees. A computer cannot do that. They might keep record and tally up the totals for those hours. Nevertheless, you have to validate those numbers. Nevertheless, you have to review the time sheets for the employees every pay period manually. You cannot trust 100% those tally, those totals until you review them. That's human resources. That's a humongous risk in your company, at every company. Employees can just complain, go to the board, and guess what? The burden of proof falls on you, the employer. The burden of proof falls on you, the employer. Yes. Improving personal management can help reduce internal risks by boosting employee moral through effective compensation and empowerment. A motivated and happy employee tends to be more productive. Don't you think? That's a true, that's a given. Anybody that's happy, anybody that it's that feels satisfied, anybody that, that it's comfortable in their work environment, they're more productive than somebody that it's just there, sitting at a chair, warming the seat to get a paycheck. I can smell those people a mile away. I know those type of people. And they don't like it when you call them out. Who, who likes it when it's being called out for something that it's not right? So it's very simple to hire. It's very easy to hire. It's very complicated to fire. People are not trained to fire people. 
Remember the saying, hire slow, fire fast. Yesterday I had a call with a very, very good friend of ours, a client of ours, and we were talking about the restructuring that it was going on on the company. And I said, well, we already restructured the company when it came to human resources. And the comment was like, oh, they did this wrong. They did this. And I said, right. Not to add uh, more salt to the wound, but she on her own came out and said, I learned my lesson. Fire fast, right, Bidan? I didn't say, I told you so, so many, 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 many months ago, but she learned her lesson. Hire slow, fire fast. That's a great lesson. It cost her a shitload of money, but guess what? Now, if you don't work next, if you don't work, Next, you don't give them as many opportunities as you used to give them. If you fuck up once, acknowledge it, move on, fuck up twice, next. That's it. Have a tolerance, right? Another way to reduce your exposure for your company is by hiring employees through a PEO. If you don't want to have human resources department in your company, if you don't want to deal with humans whatsoever, which a lot of people, which a lot of us hate doing that, trust me, we sometimes hate the interaction with other humans. And that's normal. That's not being ego, uh, 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 selfish. That's not being like, I don't like in the humans. Sometimes you don't want to deal with that stuff. Well, hire air a PEO, a professional employer organization, plain and simple. That's an outsourcing company that will manage employees for you. Employees uh, you employ for and you handle and they handle everything for you, everything. It's a human resources outsourcing company. That's an amazing a main solution to your human resources risk. It actually reduces your risk. The employees technically work for the PO, not for your company. So there is another level of protection for your business. Remember the onion, the more layers they need to peel to get to you, the more they are deterred from continue peeling unless Whatever is in the middle of the onion, it's so appealing to them that they're going to peel as many layers as they have to. Trust me, by the third, fourth layer, they're done. They're like, it's not worth it. Technology risk includes unforeseen changes in the manufacturing, delivery, or distribution of a company's product or service. Having your computer systems down for a long time can actually cause a humongous problem for the functioning of your business. Imagine if our computers were to go down. We're screwed. 
and not the computers, the internet, because we are 100% cloud-based. Nothing, nothing is stored in our hard drives. Everything is in a cloud, protected by, by firewalls, protected by encryption, protected by passwords, protected by this, by that, by everything, because it's a requirement for our information that we hold for our clients. Imagine if the internet was to go out. We are going to have to move our laptops or our computers to a place where we can get internet to access your data. Having your computer systems down for a humongous time, it's going to create a huge problem in your company regardless of the industry that you are in. A couple of weeks ago, I took my mom to the doctor uh, prior to her surgery, and I park in the structure of the hospital, and it's a paid parking. So when I came out uh, of the doctor's office, I went to pick up the car, and there was a big, big sign of this size, like, like a, a sign of this size. Like it was like a fourth... Uh, of a page, right? That said, we apologize. Credit card machine is not working. So I saw it after I parked. I saw it a couple, like 34, 45 minutes later after uh, I parked. So I came, I came out of the car and the lady was there and she's like, well, our credit card machine doesn't work. And I'm like, well, but there's a sign. And the sign was not even visible. The sign was like, so what, what can I do? So I opened my wallet and I hardly carry cash. Like who carries cash nowadays? So I had my mom's purse because I was carrying it. So she didn't have to carry it. And I had to actually open her purse, which is not something that you should do. It's personal. And she had, she only had like $2 there because, because, we all carry credit cards or debit cards. And the parking was like $6 or something like that. It was like $6 for 45 minutes is like, imagine, right? Uh, I said, lady, I only have $2 or pesos or Mexican pesos. Cause who uses credit cards in Mexico, right? Everybody uses cash. So, and my mom, it was my mom's money, right? So she's like, I don't want pesos. I said, I only have $2. I said, I highly advise you or recommend you on putting a big, big sign right next to where you take the parking ticket from to let your customers know that your credit machine is not working. And then we decide what to do. Either we park somewhere else, we have cash, we go to an ATM or something, but that little signage, I can't pay you the other $4. I only have $2. So she had to let me out. And I think that the person behind me and the person in front of me had the same issue. This is a risk. This is a risk because the parking company lost revenue for the period that the machine had not been working, which is, I don't know, maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple days, maybe I don't, I don't know. But if it's a long period of time, what are you going to do? 
there's restaurants now that they only accept credit cards. They're cashless, like uh, True Foods. No, yeah, True Foods or Tender Greens, one of those. One of those millennial quick, uh, uh, quick uh, restaurants uh, that they only have uh, organic, vegetarian, vegan, uh, cashless restaurants. And imagine the risk that they would run if their systems went down. They would have to close. Literally, they would have to close until they get that fix. This could even be someone hacking into your computer systems, which can cause a lot of damage and public relations problems with the businesses. And most big corporations have had this happen to them. And they learned the hard way. Like I would imagine for the first airline that got hacked, every other airline would probably have done a review on their systems, a review on their firewalls, a review on their insurance policies to cover any possible hacking ransom or hacking issues when they get data from their clients stolen. But they don't learn. Dude, come on. Learn from the other companies. Learn from the big companies. Look at what they're doing and do it yourself in your business. To make sure you can continue your business in case of a backup, uh, in case of a back backup your your computer system to an offsite server or have a hosted cloud system. We actually internally have three complete backups of every single piece of data that we have for our current clients up to date. I would only have to review work done today if something were to happen. Everything else up to a day prior, it's backed up. So imagine if you only create a backup once a year or once a month and it was November 29th and something were to happen, you're going to have to work your butt us off for the next several days to catch up. What are you gonna do? That's a humongous risk. So protect, uh, one of the best ways to protect your personal assets is by having cyber insurance, which will cover a cyber attack or computer insurance, which will cover your computer themselves. Eww. Natural risks. If the loss of or damage to the assets of a company, earthquake, fire, natural disasters, maybe the cause of look, uh, looking your business location or property associated with your business, insurance is the best way to cover a natural risk. But remember, you need to speak insurance. You need to know what's the fine print. You need to know which box to check if you want to be covered by natural uh, uh, disasters. You want to be covered by acts of God because most insurances don't cover acts of God. 
And I'm pretty sure that most insurance companies do not believe in God. So guess what? You need to be protected against acts of God, natural disasters, pandemics. Yes. And I will even go as far as covering myself when the apocalypses and the zombies come. It's going to be a very expensive policy. But guess what? You might be protected against that. Read the fine print. You don't need to read the fine print. You need somebody to explain to you that fine print. Because again, you don't speak insurance. Additionally, diversifying your workforce by having them work at home will reduce your exposure. Yes. Although you do have to have workers' compensation for every single employee that works at, your, at home, the remote employees typically have the burden of proof in providing evidence that the injury is work-related. You know better than I, when we're working from home, we're not fully focused on work, right? Since I'm home, let me go and do something in the kitchen. You know what? Let me watch the, the, the midday news. Let me take a nap. So you're not fully, fully, fully devoted to your business, to your work, other than little uh, uh, increments, right? So it's on them, on the employees, to really prove that this is a work-related accident. You might be having lunch. It's your kitchen. How long have you been working or prepping your kitchen? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do lunch, but let, let me cook dinner. I'm already in the kitchen. So no, no. Okay. So that means that in order to successfully claim workers' comp benefit, remote workers have to show that they were acting in the interest of the employer at the time that they were injured. And let me tell you one thing. Workers' compensation investigators are probably worse than the FBI, the DEA, and the Secret Service together because they lose a shitload of money to fraudulent claims. Wow. Economic risk. This is something that you can control to a degree. Includes changes in market conditions. As an example, an overall economic downturn could lead to a sudden unexpected loss of revenue. What happened the last three weeks, two weeks of March and April? Everything was closed. Everything was locked. Increase in interest rates by the Federal Reserve can actually lead to higher borrowing costs by increasing the interest expense for short term and or long term. Companies can respond to economic risk by cutting costs or diversifying their client base so that revenue is not solely reliant on one segment or geographic region. Segregate, segment, separate. Prior to the tax uh, uh, reform that happened in 2018, uh, by under the Donald uh, Donald Trump's administration, taxes 
were 15% for the first $50,000 of corporate profit. So it only made sense to segment through different companies your, your profit because effectively your tax rate for federal purposes was 15% of the first $50,000 of profit, of taxable profit. So that was a very interesting and very good tax rate, right? So you need to do the same thing when it comes to an economic risk, segment, segregate, diversify. Having additional capital, capital, creating resources or purchasing credit insurance for their accounts receivable through commercial insurances are the best way to reduce the exposure to your personal or business finances. Additional capital, lines of credit. Lines of credit, loans, credit cards are best to have prior to things like our current situation. Have you tried to get a loan or a line of credit yesterday or today or a couple of months ago? There's no lending. Or if there's lending, they want a shitload of interest. It's not the right time to seek loans. But if you don't seek a loan, how the hell are you going to keep your business afloat? Reserves. Maybe you already tap into your reserves. Credit insurance for your accounts receivable. It's completely different than factoring. We'll cover those terms or those things in, a, in another episode, but look into credit insurance for your accounts receivable. That will help. That's an insurance, a bit expensive, but there is insurance. There's actually insurance for pretty much everything that you can imagine. Okay? So, political risk is comprised of changes in the political environment or governmental policy that relates to financial affairs. Changes in import and export laws, tariffs, taxes, and other regulations all may affect a business negatively. What are we going to do if, if Biden wins? Business owners, to a degree, we are afraid of the hike in taxes that it's going to happen. So you need to plan accordingly. Your current tax plan, which is based on current tax laws, it's going to vary or is going to be affected in a couple of years. If Biden it's wins and goes into office on January, he can actually do an executive order and raise taxes temporarily, immediately. He does not have to wait for Congress to approve the, the reforms. They'll send a tax reform to the Congress and then to the Senate, but in the meantime, that can all change like that. It happened with Bill Clinton. So are you prepared for that? Changes to the unknown based on new regulation. Cannabis industry, last year, state of California, 
it was brand new for them, for everybody that went into the industry. And they kept changing and changing and changing and changing and changing and changing. And I cannot extend, I don't know how many changing go on, but it, knowing the state of California, I know that it changed by the hour. So are you prepared? And those are not, those are political risks because everything is done through policy. It's done through the state house assembly. If it comes, when it comes to the uh, uh, state cannabis taxes. So are you prepared? Have you looked into those possible risks? Are you prepared to get hit by those risks? How do you protect your personal finances from these risks? Huh. Hire a CFO that can help you work through around some of these issues. You don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it yourself. It's a bad idea if you do it yourself. Also, some type of credit insurance can protect a company against political events in other countries, such as war, strikes, confiscation, trade embargo, and changes in import-export regulations. The war between the U.S. and China when it comes to commerce. Some industries are being affected. Mexico, Mexico had a insurance if the price per barrel of oil went down to a, to a degree. It, it's capped. So they would not lose that much money. So they foresaw that, that there was a risk involved there. So yesterday we posted some pictures on our Instagram about a new project we are working on. I think I already gave it away, Jeff. There you can see exclusive content that we don't put on our social media. I actually did put it on my social media, sorry. To start following us on Instagram, Jesus, I think this today is Jeff, play the video. First, open Instagram and type in Invictus Advisors. Select the Invictus Advisors USA to get to our Instagram page. Click the follow button and you will see all the content we post. So it's been a great afternoon. I am actually ready to go back to work. I have a lot of work. So to, uh, today to end uh, 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 our show, I'm going to uh, tell you a quote from the spiritual leader of Buddhism, the Dalai Lama. This is going to be very interesting. And he said, great love and great achievements involve great risk. Think about that. Great love and great achievements 
involve great risk. It's been great seeing you. Have a good afternoon. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and LinkedIn.